Chapter Four of In the Path of the Alphabet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Spiegel. In the Path of the Alphabet by Francis Germain. Chapter Four, Syllabism. Many eminent philologists suggest a time in the history of human speech when language was monosyllabic when by a few simple utterances human beings were able to express many things indicating by gesture or tone which of the words having the same sound was the thing expressed later on we find language developed by the connection of two or three of these root words agglutinated or stuck together as one word by which this obtained a broader meaning this is the first stage in polysyllabism and is known as the agglutinative stage later human speech passed into the inflectional stage where these agglutinated words having coalesced or melted into one became so changed in time by phonetic corruption that finally it becomes impossible to determine which part was the original root and which the modifying element of the earlier stage of the monosyllabic stage in language the chinese is a distinguished example this language is referred to by many eminent philologists as the most primitive in structure of any living tongue it is a language of monosyllabic roots limited in number these roots possessing neither inflections nor parts of speech each word is a root and each root is a word which in turn may be used according to its place in a sentence as a verb noun an adjective a participle or some other grammatical form in speaking the chinese express these homophones by varying tones and gestures in writing their meaning is ingeniously explained by the use of two characters one of these is a phonogram which gives the sound of the word the other is an ideogram or picture form that explains which of the words having this sound is the one indicated these ideograms are styled keys and later on it will be observed are identical with the determinatives of the Assyrian and Egyptian systems. As an instance of the Chinese use of these keys is the phonogram, ha. This has eight distinct significations. Thus, it may denote a banana tree, a war chariot, a scar, a cry, or any other of its various significations according to the key associated with this phonogram. Thus, this language, possessing but a limited number of root words, is so expanded by the varying combinations of phonetic signs and ideographic characters that its acquisition for reading or writing is a formidable achievement some of the recent dictionaries of the english language record a vocabulary of two hundred thousand words to write any or all of these one needs only to learn the twenty-six signs of our alphabet to write a common business letter or to read an ordinary book in chinese it is necessary that the scribe or student should know familiarly from six to seven thousand of these groups of characters by which to express the forty or fifty thousand words in the vocabulary of the chinese again many of these characters are so similar in form that to write them accurately requires intense concentration and acute powers of memory Notwithstanding this, China has been a center of culture and intellectual activity from her first appearance upon the stage of history. From the earliest period, the social and political system of the Chinese has been based upon educational qualifications. All political dignities, honors, and preferments, by unalterable law and usage, depend upon the educated abilities and scholarship of the candidates for office. 
the rank of mandarin comes by no hereditary right nor by favor of a sovereign but through severe intellectual effort if in some cases this is obtained through corruption and bribery of some clever scholar who sells his literary privileges to some richer competitor this does not alter the case honors still go to scholarship it is said of these successful men the true students that it would be difficult to parallel them in any country for readiness with the pen and retentive memory if they are not highly educated it is due to their false system of educational merit which consists in an undue exercise of the memory at the expense of the thinking powers it is also due to the fact that it is a stereotyped system based upon an ancient usage and custom concerned with the past and ancient tradition rather than present or future progress the early history of this people is specially interesting in light of recent discoveries these suggest and the suggestions are confirmed in the ancient literature of the chinese that at a period about b c twenty five hundred these people made their first appearance in china from some locality south of the caspian sea in western asia this is supposed from certain historical correspondences to have been susiana and that their emigration was the result of political disturbances occurring throughout western asia at that date that driven from their early home they wandered eastward finally settling in the fertile districts of shansi and honan near the yellow river about the same time other families of this people settled to the south in anim from whence these kindred people finally spread all over china when they first came into the country they found there aboriginal tribes of various races in their historical annals the most important of these primitive inhabitants are referred to as the kwai people it is said of these that they practiced the art of writing and possessed a literature which is referred to by the chinese as the kwai books which included a treatise on music Monsieur de la coubre conjectures these primitive people to be of the assyrian stock of whom remnants are to be found in the present day in cambodia when the chinese came into the land they had a culture of their own they were advanced in the industrial arts and they possessed a system of writing and literature they date the origin of writing with them to a mythical emperor huang li who invented the art selecting for this purpose objects in the air and on the earth and in the world around substituting these representations or symbols of things for the knotted cords then in use modern chinese writing gives but a faint suggestion of a derivation from ancient pictographs these however can be traced by referring to archaic forms of these characters again in chinese words are formed by two characters the one representing the sound and the other the key which indicates the sound these two characters are so imposed the one upon the other as in a modern monograph or are so closely associated that to the uninitiated they appear as one character when however these characters are separated they bear often distinct resemblances to objects and in the archaic forms of these characters their picture origin is distinctly apparent dr s w williams in his work the middle kingdom volume one has illustrations showing fine examples of archaic and modern forms of chinese characters that are in evidence of the pictorial origin of the chinese system the references to the mythical emperor huang li who according to chinese annals invented their system of writing seems to have antedated the appearance of this people in china in their historical literature his name is written nak hon ti 
and he is so nearly identical in name character and works to the susian deity Nakhunti, that the two are evidently the same this correspondence suggests the early association of the chinese with families of the same race who inhabited susiana in primitive times which continue in the names of other heroes common to akkadian legends and the annals of the chinese again the accordance of the chaldean and chinese chronology in astronomical and other scientific data cannot be regarded as accidental among many remarkable parallelisms in the literature of both races are the astrological chapters of the Shi King, the most ancient of the dynastic histories of the Chinese, and an astrologic chapter in an Akkadian document. These have been translated by Professor Sace from the cuneiform, who finds constant occurrence of the same expressions in both records relating to particular forecasts connected with certain planets as soldiers arise, gold is exchanged, and many others. Again, the division of the Chinese Empire by the Emperor Yao into twelve portions, governed by twelve pastor princes, in imitation of the feudal system of ancient Susa, is another evidence of the former association or close contact of these distinct people. In the literature of the Chinese there is a work for which they claim the highest antiquity. Until recently no clue has been found for its interpretation. This was the Yi King, or Book of Changes, which has been a sealed mystery to the ablest Chinese scholars of all ages, including Confucius. Its interpretation has, however, been accomplished by Monsieur de la Lucre, who finds this work to be a collection of syllabaries, such as are common in Akkadian literature. These are interspersed with chapters on astronomical and astrological lore. Others, again, refer to the ethnology of primitive inhabitants of the country, all of these, however, taking the form of vocabularies only possible to interpret by recognizing their syllabic character. The appearance of this work in ancient Chinese literature is explained in two ways. Professor Douglas regards this as an evidence that in bygone ages this language was polysyllabic. He points to the fact that certain words indicate a form of polysyllabism and from this infers that the language, as it now appears, is an example of phonetic decay. Others, on the contrary, see in the occasional but rare evidences of agglutination the influence of contact with other races, speaking an agglutinative or polysyllabic tongue, and of which the above example in their ancient literature is perhaps a literary remains. It is incredible that a race so advanced in polysyllabism, as evidenced by the Yi King or Book of Changes, could revert to so pure a monosyllabism as is now presented by the Chinese language. Phonetic decay is possible to many words in a language, but so general a reversion to primitive conditions is scarcely possible of a whole language. Reference has been made in the Chinese system of writing to their use of picture forms or ideographic signs in association with the phonograms to explain the meaning or particular use of these signs. This principle, so often referred to, is by no means a special invention of the Chinese, but as we shall see, occurs in all original pictorial systems of writing with the development of phonetism. This is, that when phonetic values begin to attach themselves to the primitive ideographs, these are retained and attached to the signs expressing the primitive sound. As if, says Professor Sace, to assist the memory in remembering the meaning and pronunciation of a particular word. 
in this way evidently the keys of the chinese system had their origin as also the determinatives of the cuneiform the hieroglyphic systems of the egyptians the maya or mexican and other pictorial systems among the many advantages obtained from a purely syllabic or purely alphabetic system of writing is the easy adjustment of these signs to various forms of speech this is eminently true of alphabetic systems on the other hand the application of non-alphabetic characters to other than the original language to which these were adapted is by no means so simple and manageable in results we have seen how the chinese by the simple use of the phonogram and the ideogram were enabled by the structure of their language to retain this form without variation through the ages the tendency in polysyllabic languages after reaching the phonetic stage was to greater complexity and an increase of explanatory signs in systems of writing sometimes the transmissions of these primitive systems from one race to another led to simpler methods it however not infrequently happened that these transmissions led to greater complexity this depended somewhat upon the diversity between the languages spoken by the authors of the primitive systems of writing and those who adopted it while speech and mode of writing are distinct and independent the one of the other the influence of language structure in the evolution of graphic systems is conspicuous thus a sentence of english speech might be expressed by chinese characters or egyptian hieroglyphs in the tel armana tablets more than one language appears in the cuneiform we have seen how the so-called hittite characters were found on occasion yielding greek words and the use of the roman alphabet for french german italian and other languages are everyday examples the fact however remains that in the process of the development of primitive systems of writing before the use of an alphabet the influence of language structure upon the system of writing is an important factor in the case a curious phenomenon in the history of human speech is the preference shown by certain families of language for special combinations of vowels and consonants the simplest combination is of a single vowel with a preceding consonant in the formation of syllables for instance such words as honolulu mikado and others the japanese form their syllables only in this way the same is true of polynesian dialects and also certain families of language in africa south of the equator some distinguished philologists suggest this relation of consonant and vowel as survivals of the original elements of speech an example perhaps in language of the line of least resistance it is easier to utter sa than as ta than at and so on however this may be it is a notable fact that certain families of speech form their syllables only in this way again the semitic languages are alone in their use of three consonants in the formation of root words three consonants with their complementary vowels and no more other languages form their syllables with every possible combination of consonants and vowels some showing a preference for the consonants others for the vowels while again others combine their syllables as the case may be showing no decided preference for special combinations of vowels and consonants these conditions have had their influence on the development of graphic systems in the simplest combination of a consonant and vowel as sa si sai so su if the combining power is only one way and never another as as s is os us the number of syllables that can be formed in such a language are few and the number of signs to express these are consequently limited but when the combining power is both ways the number of possible syllables increases with every increase of these combinations of vowels and consonants and the number of signs correspondingly 
the transmission of the chinese system of writing to the japanese which occurred about the third century b c indicates this influence of language structure towards simplicity the japanese language is polysyllabic no syllable contains more than one vowel with a single preceding consonant in the adoption by the japanese of the chinese characters in the katakana syllabary a certain number of phonograms were selected which would give the sound of the unions of consonants and vowels in the japanese language as spoken this includes five vowels and fifteen consonants as these combine only in one way there are but seventy-five possible combinations of vowels and consonants in this language as some of these possible combinations never occur the use of forty-five of these syllabic signs are all that is necessary to form any word in the japanese language with the katakana syllabary in the formation of this syllabary the ideographic characters of the chinese system were found unnecessary and were rejected the result has been one of the best syllabaries that has ever been constructed the japanese have another syllabary the hirakana derived from a cursive script of the chinese this syllabary however is more complicated including with the syllabics a greater number of signs as variants and homophones in all nearly three hundred a marked contrast to the simplicity of the other it is however one among many instances we have in the evolution of letters where the simpler way seems so easy and evident but yet is not recognized End of chapter four